Welcome everyone to the Down the Middle Podcast, your favorite wrestling podcast, and if it's not yet, it will be soon. We got a big one for you. Oh, first of all, happy 4th of July, everybody. 4th of July. July. Yep. Where we celebrate the American faces defeating the evil foreign heels, or at least we used to. Anyway. That's what I'm always doing wrestling, so. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, It's very appropriate. Unfortunately, the American Dream cannot join us anymore, but we remember him fondly, and we wish his sons and family all the best, and they got a lot coming up. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about yet another round of releases by WWE and some surprise returns. But first, an announcement, and this is particularly exciting for Ben. It's mirrored, so... Official, down the middle, merchandise is finally available. There is a link below in the description. We have premium t-shirts. We have tank tops. We have hoodies. We have women's shirts because I have a sense of humor. And they are all ready for purchase right now. What what was any of my sense of humor? I mean, you figured it would be available in all aspects. That that's why I really did it, but I mean I'm not anticipating a lot of women to buy shirts. But prove me wrong for sure. I will eat that crow happily. And then another announcement, Ben. I didn't want to spring this on you, but we talked last week how the Average Intelligence Podcast is having a subscriber um, drive contest sort of thing. I want to do the same thing on here, except the winner of our contest will receive a free piece of down the middle merchandise of their choice and we will ship it to you no cost so it is 100% free we're not going to hit you up for shipping and handling okay. how, how this is going to work my instagram is also below in the description i want you guys to share the podcast you can share it through youtube through spotify through whatever any of our platforms because we actually do for some reason we do a little bit better on the audio platforms but we still do pretty good on youtube as well Send me proof of that, and you'll get one entry into the contest. And let's say, give you till the end of July, and we're just no set number. We're just trying to get more subscribers. So whoever gets us the most new subscribers wins the T-shirt, hoodie, tank top, whatever. I have a feeling we're going to be giving away a free hoodie. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, I, yeah, yeah, we will be. I have, I have all those things, especially with winter coming up. Yeah, I see the hoodie. Yeah, I'm anticipating that. But this is good news for all of you because the average intelligence podcast, for there to be a winner, we have to get to the 100 subscribers. For this one, somebody's going to win, period. So whoever gets us the most new subscribers by the end of July will win the T-shirt, hoodie, tank top, women's tee, whatever. Now I kind of hope a girl wins it. Hey, you you hope your girl wins it? Yeah, I kind of hope a girl wins it so we can sell one. Well, so we can actually have them print one of the uh, girls' t-shirts. Okay. Well. But anyway, so that was the announcement, and also one more quick tidbit. Um, if you would like to support the channel, there are some links down below that tell you how to do that. But the number one thing is just watch, subscribe, share. That's the biggest stuff. But anyway, we will get right into it. 
so there were quite a few releases um and i'm bad wrestling fan here but like most of these people i don't even know who they are i don't know about most i'd say about half the list i didn't know who they were uh, yeah half was uh wrestlers and the other part was management i'm only talking wrestlers here well that's that's fine but yeah that's what I mean. like a, lot, a lot of the releases was this last round was Part wrestlers, part uh, management. But so that's why we'll Yeah, so we might breeze through this kind of quickly, but there's still a lot to talk about. So the first I had on the list was Chase Parker. Yeah, some of the, and I'm on, and, and I'm the wrestling guy, and I'm, I'm part of you with this, but some of these I don't know as well. So I'm assuming the ones I hadn't heard of are like on NXT and haven't been there for very long. Yeah, actually, you're right. Some of these are like some that just got signed. Yeah, I remember there was there was one guy who got signed in October of 2020. So, I think there was a girl that I think there's a girl on that list too that is just the same as well. Yeah, I think you're right. So, Chase Parker, best of luck in your future endeavors. Um, again, I feel I don't feel bad, but like I feel kind of embarrassed because I, I don't really know that much about the guy. I don't know if we'll ever see him again in another promotion, but hats off to you. You went to WWE. That's that's an accomplishment. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, the next one we had is Matt Martell. Uh, again, I don't really know too much about this guy. Well, we're, 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 we're bad. I would say we're a bad host right now. But not, not really, though, because, again, if it was just WWE, I'd say we were a really bad host. But do you know how many hours of wrestling there are in a week? And we have. We have oh, no, you're things. right. Oh, you're right. There are other things to do. So forgive me if I don't know who Chase Parker is. Or Matt Martell. I don't I don't think that the Chase Parker or Matt Martell fan clubs will be writing us any angry letters. No, you're right. So I, th- I think we're good. I uh, so the next one is a pretty big deal. Killian Dane got released. Yes, Killian Dane. It, it is. It's weird because the man just turned face on NXT with this gentle—I'd say gentle giant—type playing with tag team with Drake Maverick. Yeah, it doesn't, and they're really pushing. Because for those who don't know, which is probably nobody, he's married to Nikki Cross in real life. And she appeared to be getting quite the push on the main roster. Now, I'm going to make a prediction here, but first I'm going to talk a little bit more about Killian Dane. This is also really surprising considering what WWE spent a ton of time and money on what they were trying to do in the UK. Basically signing up all the indie talent to you know, keep them from competing with WWE NXT UK. Right. So it's kind of surprising. And of all the people to release Killian Dane, like I guess Pete Dunn would have been more surprising, but not by much. Well, well the thing is, is Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn's a more prominent role in NXT. So it's like, it, it okay. You're not going to really, I understand, like they say they want to release people, but you're not going to actually release people, especially if they're in, their top, in a top spot. I'm not yeah, saying that they couldn't be released, but Pete Dunn just went was just. I mean, I know this would say the same thing about Braun Strowman. He did fight for the Universal Title last round when, and everything, 
But even then, Pete Dunne's more of a prominent role when it comes to fighting for a title than that type of thing. Right. No, I agree. And I actually, I would have been legitimately surprised and not upset, but like, what the hell were you thinking if they released Pete Dunne? Because he'll get hired, you know, tomorrow. Like they'll sit for, they'll, they'll have a preemptive contract worked out and sit on it for 90 days. And they'd probably pay him if they could legally pay him just to say, Hey, you're going to wrestle for us when your 90 day non-compete is up. Even though I just, even though not to go on top of this, you know, what's weird is I've actually read that they've done it. That there's some wrestlers that's done it to where they can get out of their 90 days. And yeah, I didn't, so. and I didn't, and I didn't even know that. Like they work out way to where they buy out the rest of their 90 days, and then they go, can actually go start working, uh, working again. Uh, Coca Man actually did that. That's right. Yeah, which is kind of odd that he was able to do that given his position, because usually that's with the uh, higher level talent, higher up on the card. And the irony there is that the people that can afford and are able to do that probably don't need to do that because they'll still have the name recognition 90 days later. But the people that would really need that are the ones that either can't afford or don't have the leverage to put that in their contract when they got signed. Well, right. But once well, Cole Cabana was there, he wasn't Cole Cabana. He was Scotty Goldberg. Yeah, I know. But Cole Cabana, yeah, Cole Cabana probably didn't need it come to think of it, because he already had the indie reputation. But anyway, I'm also going to make a prediction here, because history seems to be repeating itself. So, if everybody remembers when uh, Zelina Vega got released, and I know she came back, we'll touch on that in a minute, um, Aleister Black kind of looked like he was getting a push. Mm-hmm. Exactly like what's happening with Nikki Cross, except the gimmick was stupid. <coughs> Just like with Nikki Cross, I'm. I, I watched that segment. Where is it? What is she calling it? Spirit. Uh, something, something like that. She's a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> but get she's released. getting over, and she's in the Money in the Bank. Yeah, she's gonna get released. I'm calling it. I give it a month or two. She'll be in the next um, round. You think she'll be in the next round? I'm just looking at the pattern of events here, and it's very familiar. Okay. I, hope I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I think Nikki Cross is going to get released. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll, 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 we'll see. I'm just, I'm just looking at what's going on, and I'm like, why? Because to me, that's a booking decision that simply looks like we're going to try to make her look as stupid as possible. And she's still going to get over. That's the crime. She's still going to get over because Nikki Cross will get over no matter what she does because she's a good wrestler. She's got the personality and the audience just fucking loves her. I mean, look at Gregory Helms. He did the same thing. Yep. Well, Nikki Cross for a while there was the only one that was getting cheered when the sanity thing was going on. Because everybody loved her. That's what I'm saying. She was over. She was over from pretty much the very beginning. And yet they're giving her this incredibly stupid gimmick. It's, yeah, that's a whole thing. The theme of this episode is basically what is going on over at WWE because they don't seem to, their, their head doesn't seem to be connected to their, like, to their, the head's doing well, one thing and the ass is doing another and neither one knows what the other is doing. 
Well, I have a theory about what's going on. Uh, we'll talk about that after a little bit. Next up was Marina Shafir. Uh, this didn't surprise me too much, but it ruins a potentially wonderful booking scenario. But I suspect, I suspect this might have been a legitimate release, like they needed to let her go. Was she the one that they just got? She just got signed, and they just released her. No, she's been there for a while. She was one of the. Um, how do I say this? One of the group of former MMA fighters that palled around with Ronda Rousey in real life. And it looked like they were, they were trying to do, they were trying to create like a real four horsewomen stable with Ronda Rousey. Because they were, they were the four horsewomen in UFC. Right. Okay. Yeah. She was one of those four. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, that, that I didn't. Okay. But to me, it just seemed to me like every time I watched her, in the, and again, I tried, I, I say before, I'll say it again. I try not to comment on in-ring work because, again, not a wrestler, never been trained. But I got the sense that it just wasn't clicking for her. Right. You know, but it is what it is. Not trying to say anything bad about her. I'm just like, it seemed like the way she was being booked. That's a better that's way to put it. Because it seemed to me like the way they were booking Marina Shafir and the other, and I forget her name. They were they were constantly doing things like run-ins and interference. They weren't actually having a ton of matches. They were just kind of there. So to, that tells me that on the training side of things, it wasn't quite sticking. They're more they're more used as extras to try to show, hey, this is what you can do on TV. Right. You're not really, but this this is a way of getting you on TV to do something while you're still training. Right, and it seemed, to, yeah, it seemed to me they were trying to get the names out there so that they could book around them once they're, they were solid enough in the ring to be featured in matches, but it never really happened. Right. So, anyway, that was – because they were palling around with uh, – not Ron uh, – oh, my God. I'm having a total brain fart because I, I – uh, Shayna Baszler. They were pounding around with Shayna Baszler when Shayna was in WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Okay. And I forget, Shayna Baszler is awesome. I was a, I was such a big fan of her when she was NXT Women's Champion. And now she's in WWE, it's like, you're a joke. <laughs> I don't know that she's a joke, but it's she, she followed the definite pattern of being like, Booked like a legit badass because she is a legit badass, but booked like a legitimate badass in NXT and then going to the main roster and just being in the crowd. Yeah, like she like she's bigger than uh, like she's bigger than Alexa Bliss, but yet she's getting beat by Alexa Bliss like a thumper. Because Alexa Bliss has a magic doll. True. True. Yeah. So that's why there's no fiend. She's the fiend. I mean, I'm not going to knock it too much because she's she's doing a great job with it. I just think it's a dumb idea. Her execution is great. It's just a. If she's she's going to be. I, I'm going to say this now. I will say this now, though. I think Alexa. Alexa Bliss is going to be. Is going to win Money in the Bank. I know this is a totally different, totally different thing, but I see Alexa Bliss winning Money in the Bank for the women. I can see that. So you know what? We'll just go ahead and pause because we're going to talk about it instead of going back. So Zelina Vega 
returned on SmackDown. I don't think it's permanent. It, here's the here here's my theory. I think it is. Okay, and the reason being is because um, I think Aleister Black is going to come back. If it is permanent, I suspect he'll come back too. But here's here's why I don't think it's permanent. Okay, why do you think it's not permanent? On because I follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram name is still Thea Trinidad, and when she was signed with WWE, it was Selena Vega. Um, and then the other thing too, I and the reason I'm bringing this up now is because you brought it up. I think I think you're right. I think Alexa Bliss is going to win Money in the Bank, <laughs> and this sounds so bad. I don't think they have enough um, star power. They don't have enough mid card star power because they have they have plenty of women in the division that are believable to be in the world title picture, and then they have they have some women that aren't quite to the level of competing for the women's championship yet. They don't have a lot in the middle. That, okay. are, like, that haven't been there yet, but you could see them as viable. And ironically, they released one of them in Ruby Riot. Um, which, again, so I think they might be bringing Zelina back temporarily. Now, that being said, I hope you're right. And they finally put Zelina Vega and Aleister Black together in WWE because that would be awesome. Well, the only well, reason why I think they're going to bring back Aleister Black because... You know, yeah. they can bring back, they brought back Zelina, and there's talk, and I have seen there's talks about bringing him back as well. Okay. Yeah. I think the reason why they're going to bring them back is so they don't go to the competition. Right. I agree with you. But here's, and this tells me so if this is a permanent agreement with mm-hmm. Selena Vega and WWE, that means WWE has probably um, rethought their strategy in terms of like the additional. Uh, revenue streams for the wrestlers, for example, like Twitch streams and like Zelina Vega had an OnlyFans. It's not what you think. <laughs> Don't get too excited out there. Um, but she she did have an OnlyFans. I think it was art, art and cosplay related. But anyway, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But anyway, um, she had an OnlyFans. She has a Twitch stream and she has a lot of like other content that she does. And I know Aleister Black did as well because he had a clothing line and I think he streams as well on Twitch. But my point being said is WWE had a problem with this and they wanted to put it all under a WWE umbrella and not let the wrestlers have their own. That was a bone of contention with Miro, by the way. He got released anyway, but they were already fighting over that too because he's a big uh, gaming streamer. Right. That was an incredibly stupid move by them. Um, But I think they, they would have had to come to an agreement on that, but it probably came with a pay cut. Well, but if it is a pay cut and everything, but they're still making money on the side doing what the other stuff's like, who cares? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think they probably restructured it. And kudos to Thea Trinidad because the way she got released, I really didn't care for because basically what had happened there, and I'll give you the condensed version because I think we've talked about this before. She was told that she was going to have to shut down her Twitch stream and her, her, her other stuff and things like Cameo too is another uh, thing that wrestlers in WWE allegedly aren't allowed to do anymore, and wrestlers in AEW do all the time. Um, 
And she was told she was going to have to shut them down or put them under the WWE umbrella. And she said, no, I don't want to do that because I built this and it's it's my money. It's my revenue stream. And then they released her. Right. So obviously they would have had to have hashed that out. Right. I, hope they, I hope they did. So that's if Aleister Black comes back, that tells me that they've hashed this out somehow, some way. Which probably means they're not making as much from WWE, but they're able to keep their side revenue streams, which I'm a fan of because I think, particularly during the pandemic, that was just a really shitty time to take away that revenue stream from the performers. Well, and here's my other thing too about but I think they only do that to the people on the main roster. I, I, don't, I don't. Well, and I only say that because. Uh, a big name on the uh, on NXT does it. I didn't realize that. Well, I should have known he does it. But there's a video of. Uh, I mean, there's a video of, a, of Adam Cole doing it, which will go back to the releases of what we're talking about, of him finding out, of him stopping streaming. Like, stream's still going, but he's looking at his phone and realizing a certain person got released. Yeah, I saw that. Um, my only question, and I don't know this, is it under the WWE banner? And then Paige started Paige started streaming on her own Twitch stream as well, so maybe that went away, and I hope it did. Well, the thing is, is what, what does Paige do? Is she just a producer? Yeah, but she's still on, she was still an on-air talent at the time when uh, oh, okay. they, they put that, uh, not a ban. Well, yeah, I guess a ban. But well, but like I said though, Adam Cole, he's not in NXT. He's it's WWE, but he's NXT. He's Triple H's problem, not Vince's problem. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, okay, I'm not on the main roster, so you can't touch me. I'm on this roster, so. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they did away with it because it was a really stupid, bone-handed, boneheaded decision. Because it's like. Think about it, and then I'm, I'm sure AEW does this. It's like if your performers can make extra money without affecting your product in a negative way, and in some ways it's a very positive way, you know, because like if you were a fan of Dark, and I don't know if he streams or not, but I'm just using this as an example. Like when Darby Allen got signed to AEW, if you were a fan of his on the indies and you watched his streaming services, and you would, which this probably didn't happen, but if, if you'd never heard of AEW, and then Darby Allen's on his Twitch channel and goes, oh, yeah, guys, I have great news. And I'm going to tell you why I'm playing this game. And they're playing is like, I got signed to All Elite Wrestling, da-da-da-da-da. Those people are going to tune into AEW to watch Darby Allen. Right. Right. So why why wouldn't you want – now, granted, you don't want them getting on there and talking shit, but most people would have the sense not to. True. You know, Darby Allen's not going to go on his Twitch channel and be like, AEW sucks. No, it's not going to happen. But he can. But the thing is, though, is like people can use their their uh, streaming services to to build feuds. Exactly. Like Xavier Woods would be. I think he's doing this, but like they've mentioned his YouTube channel and it's intertwined before, and it's always yeah, been. Up, it's always been up, up, down, down was just mentioned on Raw the night that he faced Bobby Lashley. Like everybody knows, like everybody knows about up, up, down, now. By the way, how how this is a pretty good match. Uh, yes, it was. That match was pretty good. Uh, and 
I just so you aware, I do have my match with Fortnite. I, I, I know, have- I know, and I, I, I finally I watched it, and holy shit! But that's at the end. You got to wait for it. Um, but that brings me to something else I wanted to talk about. Um, and I, I, I sent you this. I sent you the screenshot of what I commented, and then I sent you the video too. And this is before Zelina Vega came back, um, so it was it, it really it really stung. So on WWE's official TikTok, they had a video of Mandy Rose talking about her background before she came to WWE. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know why, because it was kind of a long video, and I'm not like Mandy Rose is all right. I'm just not a huge fan. But anyway, I I, I watched it, and then at the very end, the video is plugging. WWE tryout in Las Vegas. Right. Like, I mean, we're talking days after all these people got released for budget cuts. And so I actually commented on it, and I'm going to read verbatim what I said because I don't remember exactly, but there it is. So... No shade to Mandy, but didn't you guys just do three rounds of releases for budget cuts? I've yet to hear back. (laughs) But, I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? Because it's like, it seems kind of weird. Like, you guys are cutting talent. And it's not like you're cutting off dead weight because some big names have been released. And yet, you're holding tryouts. Right, it kind right. of seems like you got all the talent you need. And I don't know how smart it is for WWE to to still be trying to pull athletic people from outside of the wrestling business right now, given the nature of the business as it is. Right, right. But again, there's a there's a there's a plethora of talent that's already trained. But, but we, oh, right, right, right. They, they, they want to try to just not just say, hey, anybody can do it. That's why, they, that's why they go for everybody. Yeah, I understand that. And WWE's got a track record of getting athletes from outside of the wrestling industry. And it, it's worked out, but we only hear about the success stories. We don't hear about, you know, the, the guys that didn't get drafted in the NFL and they get hired. And keep in mind, when you're on a developmental contract from WWE, you are getting paid. Yeah, you are. And they're there for two years, and then they never end up on TV. Right. As opposed to hiring somebody like your buddy Danhausen, who's already trained. Yeah, Danhausen, yeah. Well, but Danhausen, Dan is signed to Ring of Honor. I know. I'm using him as an example. Like, but if, if he was a free agent, WWE, like he's already he's already trained. He's already got a following. He already has name value. You can put him on TV tomorrow, and already be making money. Yeah, see, he needs all those big stacks of money. That's what he needs. Right, exactly, exactly my point. As opposed to somebody that he, I would imagine that even like base pay in WWE is still a hefty sum of money. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't really know exactly like what what they make, uh, especially for developmental. But I mean, it's obviously more than what you or I make a year precisely precisely so my point being is like yes you're gonna pay danhausen more but he's gonna create revenue for you immediately because he, he he's got the star power like what xavier woods does right with, exactly. with the whole with the whole social media thing 
Right. Well, and not only that, he's been featured on other wrestling programming. Right. Well, 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 only Ring of Honor, but yes. Oh, you're right, yes. Well, Ring of Honor is not exactly, you know, it's not exactly a, a you know, a, a backwater promotion that nobody's heard of, you know? No, I know. And he's already trained. That's the big part. He's already trained. So even if he's an enhancement talent in the beginning, he's ready for TV. Yes. He's ready for house shows. As opposed yep. to somebody that you have to train for six months to two years, depending on how well the person takes to it, and you're paying them this whole time. Now, obviously, they, they know something that I don't, but to me, that doesn't make sense financially, except for the fact that Vince McMahon likes to create his own stars. Right. Now, speaking of stars, you know, we're talking about releases. I want to say this right now. These two, I'll, I'll, I'll go, we'll go with both of these. Because these two were shocks to me. Because, you know, they're on the main roster. They were doing pretty good. Especially with their single. Okay, one was in an NXT. Well, they, technically they both were. But one got over with his gimmick. And they went to the main roster as their singles. One of them beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, I already know who you're talking about. And they formed the Fashion Police and everything else. And then they they were doing well on Smack. They were doing well on Raw and SmackDown. Didn't get the big tag title push that they should have. Because I feel like they should have been tag team champions on the main roster. Went down to NXT, won the tag team titles. And now here they are, they get released. And I'm talking about Breezango. Tyler yep. Breeze and Fandango. Yeah, and I will say this, because I've mentioned this either on one of our episodes or one we did on the Average Intelligence podcast. The first the first match that I watched that got me back into pro wrestling, I think it was 2014 or 15, Tyler Breeze was in that main event. So, And I thought Tyler Breeze was one of the more underrated performers ever in WWE. Because not only is he a great wrestler, I mean, he was trained by Lance Storm, you know. Right. I, I don't and know if anybody. I don't know of anybody that was trained by Lance Storm that sucks in the ring. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it's Stone Cold. He called Lance Storm boring. Uh, but I digress. I I never found Lance Storm boring. I always enjoyed watching Lance Storm matches. That might make me weird, but you, I mean. I mean Tyler Breeze done something that not a lot of people have done. And that's Russell Juice and Thunder Liger and NXT. Oh, that was such a good match. I was so happy for him. And it was funny is because some sometimes you can tell, like when you're when you're watching a match and it's like a it's it's a wrestler's like one of their dream matches. Like they're in the ring with somebody they never thought they would be in the ring with. Right, you could see it on his face. Like he was in character, but he was he was grinning from ear to ear. That right there, especially from a wrestling standpoint, is a markout moment. Because oh, it's yeah. like it's Juice and Thunder Liger, a guy who's been wrestling since the eighties, and a Japan legend. And he comes over. He comes over here wrestling his only match ever in WWE. And it gets it's Tyler Breeze, and of all people, it's like, yes, yes, 
please. I think that was trained by, oh. well, I was going to say, he's trained by a man who's won every main title in WCW but the world. I'm like, just give the man the world title. Just give it. I mean, he won the Cruiserweight title. Renamed it to a 100 kilos and under title. He won the hardcore title. The Saskatchewan hardcore international title. And he won the United States title. Happy 4th of July. He renamed it the Canadian heavyweight title. But if he won the world title, he really couldn't rename it anything for Canada because it's, it's the world title. So it's like it's for the whole world, but. Yeah, he should have been world champion. WCW. Like even for us for a week. Yeah, just just to be like, hey, you did a great job. Here you go. Here's like you want all these belts. Here's the world title. Did you name any other wrestler in history that's won every single belt? But well, okay, never mind. I take that back. I was gonna back. say there's there's a few, but no, yeah. there's only one actually. I saw it all at the same time. I forgot. I forgot. Kurt Angle. Yep, he won the world title. He was world tag team and X division champion all at the same time. Oh, you mean at the same time? I got you. I got you. That's what I'm saying. Like, Lance Storm was cruiserweight, hardcore U.S. champion. And it should have won the world title, but I was like, maybe any other wrestler could do that. I, I forgot Kurt Angle did that. Yeah. But that was when he was X Division, Tag, TNA World Champion, and IWGP World Champion. There's an asterisk there. Why? Because you're saying, is that the real IWGP World title? I'm not saying that, but there are people that say that. Okay. I know what you're getting at with that, because... There was a little controversy at that time when it was there was two world champions. I understand that, but it's still considered a world title. Oh, I know, I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there is some controversy there. You name any other person who's won every world title imaginable other than Nickel. Kenny Omega. Uh, <laughs> that is my Nickel. Do what? Not, uh, not as much as Kurt Angle has. Yeah, 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 I know. Ha-ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh, what was that? I'm just being a smartass. Okay, well. If, Kurt Angle's won. I, I will get into this history lesson of you. WWE title. WCW title. World title. TNA world title. IWGP world title. There's five, son. Five. Five. And, and Kenny Omega has done all of those except the WWE Championship. He's only had four. Okay. He's four compared to Kurt's five. Okay, but Kurt Angle didn't win the AAA Mega Championship, so... He didn't need to go to AAA. I'm just saying, he didn't do it. Omega did. God, I sound like Don Callis right now. <laughs> all right. That's well, and you, know what, you know what, Mr. Kaufman? What I would say to you is... The WWE Championship is beneath the wrestling god that is Kenny Omega. If he wanted the WWE title, he would have the WWE title. And I'd be like, all right, Jackal. The only reason why you're getting yourself over is because you got Kenny Omega. 
Otherwise, you're only known for the Truth Commission. You know, Don, Don Callis would be the first to admit that, the real Don Callis. The guy went from being the jackal to the commentator in ECW. He dies oh, yes. off, goes away, and then comes back at DMA as a commentator. I'm like, what? No. Wait, didn't he? Didn't he? He start. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong here. Didn't he start as a commentator in ECW, but then came back as Cyrus after they got on TNN? Or was he always Cyrus? He was always Cyrus. Okay, I couldn't remember that because I know Cyrus did commentary, so I might be. No, no, he was doing both. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was the commentary, plus he was doing the thing with the network. Yeah, I just couldn't remember if there was a different order or if they were doing it all at once. But no, like when they went to TNN, uh, he left WWF and went to ECW, and he was doing this whole network thing, saying like the network disapproves of the hardcore stuff and all that stuff. And he had Rhino and Steve Carino and everybody in his little little stable, but he was also doing commentary on the side, especially when the network thing just died off and ECW got off TV and as WWE pretty much took over Spike TV, TNN at the time, and he was a commentator on pay per views with Styles until the end. Yeah. yeah. Now speaking of the end, we get back to the releases the. Uh, was it one of them or both Bollywood boys? Oh, both of them. Okay. The Singh brothers, which that didn't surprise me because after Kali, after Kali G's, after uh, Jinder Mahal stopped getting pushed heavily, they didn't really have much use for him. Well, they were oh, the first the one. Two hundred five live. Sorry. Yeah, like I said, uh, they didn't have much use for him. Right. Hey, well, Jinder Mahal was injured and everything, and then. Yeah. He finally comes back. General Mall finally comes back, but he comes back with new people. Yeah. WWE booking at its finest. Right. It's like, oh, we'll just send you to 205. Yeah, hey, hey, fellas, we're going to send you to 205 Live. It's going to be such good shit. And they're going to be like, isn't 205 Live where you send wrestlers to die? No, no, it'll be different. Hey, at least they were the... Uh... 24-7 champion. Hey, legit, the All Events Welcome Championship means more than the 24-7 championship. I said it. Yeah, well, I'll take that back for you sometime. I actually, I'm actually due to defend it very soon. Yeah, I think uh, it's been about a month, sir. It's been close. It's been close. No. Yeah, we gotta right. figure something out. Anyway, back to the back to the wrestling. Um, so yeah, we already talked about Breezango. Um, on the one hand, it sucks, but on the other hand, it's like they weren't being used. I think both of them will go elsewhere and be okay. Certainly, be on TV more. Uh, next one we have Arturo Ruas. I don't know who that is. I assume he was on 205 Live. I'm not going to go with Okay. So, lo siento, Arturo. Uh, good luck. Uh, then we have Kurt Stallion, which is just a horrible ring name. 
that just reeks of 1993. Um, hopefully, you can get renamed elsewhere or become a real estate agent. I think a horse is. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's. Like, could you imagine if Hangman Page was Adam Stallion? The Stallion Brothers. There you go. Speaking of Hangman Page, not to get off topic, but looks like he's going to be going for the world title. Yeah. And there's something that's going to be at well. I'm so torn with this one. Because on the one one hand, from a story perspective, I think since they set this up, I think Hangman is definitely due to win the title. But then at the same time, I don't think this thing with Omega is done. I think, I think it is. is. I no. They need to keep it going. I, I think it's done, done considering there's talks of him being injured right now. Oh, that might be why. Ah, oh, sucks. Because I've been loving the cross promotion. Yeah, he's injured right now and he's fighting through. That's why he's not doing a that's why he's not doing a whole lot of wrestling. I mean, he'll do the wrestling that he needs to do to get everything over like he's supposed to. But like Thursday he wrestled a six man tag. Yeah. But he had just wrestled Jungle Boy. In a, right. really, in a really good match too. Right. But, but like I said he with him being injured and everything, like he's not pulling off the Shawn Michaels where he Shawn Michaels got injured at Royal Rumble from getting body uh, back body drop on a casket. And then Russell again to WrestleMania 14. Is there somebody in the chat saying something? No, I'm just listening. Okay. And uh, does Russell again to WrestleMania 14 because of a bad injury. Unlike Kenny Omega, who's the world champion for three companies, and he's still wrestling, putting on fantastic matches. I was going to say, if he is injured, that kudos to you, dude, because that match with Jungle Boy was awesome. And holy shit, Jungle Boy. Bravo. I, I I really shocked. Like I understand why he didn't win. Oh yeah. I, I, I do. But even then, like I like I was on the edge of my seat when I watched the match. I was like, you need to win this. Win. And that right there is what I talk to some people about sometimes about what makes a good match because it's like going into it. I know Jungle Boy's not gonna win. Like I know. I, I know. He's not going to win. But by the time that match was halfway through, I'm like, holy shit, he might win. Because some of those... Especially when he got him in, 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 in his trap. I'm like, what? He's going to yeah. win? <laughs> yeah. Like, some of those near falls were close. Especially there at the end with the DDT. I'm like, oh my god. And he's like, eh. got that shot up like, right there to us. Uh, oh... Oh, he kicked out. Then he hit. Then Kenny hit him. Like, oh no. Yep. And uh, but going back to Hangman Page, and my some people might disagree with me, but I love what they're doing with Dark Order. And really, I've been loving what they've been doing with Dark Order ever since uh, Brody Lee died. Because they right. took something. They took something that. Because you remember the first year they were the biggest heels in the company. Yes. And now they're probably, they're some of the biggest faces in the company. 
And because they didn't do, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some shade at WWE Creative. Um, they didn't do what WWE would have done, and either disbanded the group out of nowhere or buckled down and be like, no, we're still heels, even though. We all just had a tribute show where everybody was literally in tears because the leader of our stable and our friend and co-worker died and his son is here, but we're still going to be heels. Right. So they just followed it organically. And then I did read, it was confirmed, Brody Lee Jr., negative one, has a contract with AEW for the day he turns 18 if he wants it. Uh, He's already got one. I know, but as far as like an official wrestling contract, because he he can't legally sign it until he's eighteen. So right now he's he's working, he's just appearing through proxy, but like he can't wrestle. Right, right, but right, but he's he right, but he's the leader. Oh yeah, no, he's he's the official. It's been confirmed. Negative one, Brody Lee Jr. is the official leader of the Dark Order. Which I haven't seen him for a while. Well, yeah, I'm sure he has school and shit. <laughs> He's ten. Well, I mean, obviously, but like. Plus, we haven't we haven't seen Ty Conti for a little while, so you know that might be why. Uh, I see the hand over there. Um, was there uh, any more releases on that? Oh yeah, there's a couple, but I'm just basically praising AEW right now. Well, because uh, I wanted to talk about something else, um, and I totally forgot. But yeah, Hangman Page, that match is going to be good. I, I the the way they're building this up with him, um, is he because you 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 look at go back to that promo, with him and the Dark Order get mad at him for it. Loved it. I'm thinking like he's scared, but he's not like. No, you got this. You know, like, what this yeah. you know what this might be legitimately? Hangman might lose the match, but if he does, I think he will officially join the Dark Order. Because I think if he doesn't win, what I think is going to happen is he's gonna. it's going to be a hell of a match and Dark Order is going to be his buffer between... They're going to stop the elite from getting involved in the match. That might be what tips the scale and gets uh, Hangman to officially join Dark Order. Oh, uh, Hangman's going to join the Dark Order regardless. Right, I know. I'm just saying this is how how it'll be booked. I just think, no, I think to get him to join the Dark Order is for him to win the world title. Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing, and this is what's awesome about AEW most of the time, is no matter what they do, it's going to be awesome. Right, 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 right. But when they have the match all out in Chicago, um, it's going to be one of those things where, oh my God, here comes the Elite trying to stop Hangman from winning, and here comes the Dark Order, then, you know, he tries to hit the one-winged, doesn't work, and yep. on the outside comes in that big clothesline, one, two, three. Called it, folks. We'll see. Speaking of which, we gotta look. We gotta look at tickets because it's only in Chicago. Gotta look up. The yeah. Tickets. And then they're also doing a taping of Rampage in Chicago as. Well. We're doing everything that week. Hopefully, hopefully we can, because that's Labor Day weekend, right? No, 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 no. All out is. 
No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I you sure? No, I think it's the week. I think it's one or two weekends after. I guess after, after Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't know because I'm I'm already going to be in Chicago Labor Day weekend. So. I was going to say because you son of a. No, hey, not for not for wrestling. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, because they're doing Dynamite on Wednesday. They're doing Rampage on Friday in Chicago. Yep. And they're doing All Out on Sunday, all right. in the same building. Right. They're doing it at the Sears Center. No, the All State Arena. Why did I say Sears Center? It's the All State Arena. They're doing the All State Arena. They're doing it in another building. What? Huh? Since when? I read uh, the other day they're doing it in another building. I just assumed they would be doing all out at the uh, All-State Arena. Never mind. But uh, anyway. We'll, we'll look it up. In a, we'll look that yeah, we'll up. Look it up. We'll look it up. Uh, so anyway, more releases because that's what we're officially here. Uh, August Ray. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Okay. August Ray. Aria Davari. Davari. Not, Davari. not that Davari. Well, I think he's brother. Yeah, but still not that Davari. He's gone. Well, well guy who was stuck, stuck on the Cruiserweight Classic list. Yep. Just like, uh, oh, oh, speaking of Cruiserweight, you're somebody you forgot. Nope, he's still on the list, but go ahead. He's next. Oh, are you going with Tony Nice? Yep. The chiseled God of the cruiserweights. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like saying you're the fastest one-legged runner. Well, I'm just saying, like, you do you know any guy who's like looks like him for a cruiserweight? Uh, Brian Cage. Never mind. I was gonna say like a real cruiserweight. Yes, there's there's a few. <laughs> Ricochet. Okay, I'm saying, I'm saying like he's he should he looks like a heavyweight, but he's cruiserweight. <laughs> Uh, pack. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Touche. You got me there. Yeah. Well, that's that's all the that's all the releases I had. And then there was a uh, Roderick Strong came back. It was a huge surprise, apparently. But he's part of another faction called the Diamond Mine. Yeah. But he's not following somebody. He's the leader. Honestly, don't care. True. Uh, and can we True. talk? Can we talk about Johnny Gargano? Gargano, however you want to pronounce it. Or, uh, or as, uh, or as uh, Jim Cornette calls him, One Face Johnny. I call him the god of NXT. Uh, why? Because he's amazing. Uh, he's good, but uh, he's Johnny Takeover. Okay, okay, he gave himself that name, so it doesn't. Yes, count. And he, yes, and he pulls it out every takeover. Hmm. I don't know, and th this is probably gonna we're gonna lose some viewers. I've never liked Johnny Gargano. Gargano. 
never liked him. Like, he's okay. Okay, here's why. Because I think, again, his facial expressions are laughable. He has two. And here lately he has one. He's not intimidating at all. Yet they keep booking him as like this really tough talker, but it comes off as he comes off as the like the the short bully in a Christmas story. Okay. I don't I, I, I've never really cared for him. This weird the way thing that they're doing is just odd. And I might be the only one, but I'm not entertained by it. I don't understand what they're doing with it. It's just kind of weird. He's acting like a bitch on TV. He's a heel. I understand that, but not... I mean, I, I know he's being a heel. I get it. But to me, it just comes off as annoying. It's like, shut he, up. It's like, shut up, dude. Killer Cross is going to whoop your ass. He's Johnny Wrestling. He, he, he's got it. Why is he Johnny Wrestling? There are people on the roster today that can out that can wrestle circles around him. <laughs> he, as a he, character, he, as a character, I find his character annoying. I have no problem with Johnny Gargano the person. I have a problem with his character. You, you just hate his character. You don't. You, oh, you I understand. hate his character. Yeah. <laughs> But you understand he's a good, great wrestler, right? Oh yes, I understand that one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at him. I, I'm. I'm saying I don't understand why they're booking him this way because I've seen him be booked better. Hmm? I'm not saying he'll. Even though I want him to be NXT champion again. I know he's not going to win it from Karrion from Karrion Cross. I know he's not going to win it from him at all. Um, I I think the only way he's going to, I think the person, oh crap! I'm trying to think who on NXT could take the belt from for him to go to the main roster because I got a feeling he's going to the main roster soon already. So we'll see him in Impact in a year and a half. Well, he's, well, he's doing, doing stuff, stuff on, on, on Dark, Dark Matches, Matches main event and everything else. Yeah. That's what That's I'm saying. saying. But he's doing it without his valet. Great. So they're going to split them up. Well, they're well, just trying to see what he, how Vince is trying to see how he can do without the valet. Compared to the valet, which is yeah. yeah. Okay, but the one the one thing I do criticize Johnny Gargano on is his facial expressions and the fact that he's I just to me he seems incapable of being intimidating, which is okay, but don't book him as a guy that talks a lot of crap. Book him as an underdog. But even when he was a face, and this this is more this is more a complaint with WWE, even at the time NXT creative, more so than Johnny Gargano, is, okay, you remember his big feud he was having with Ciampa? Yes. Ciampa was the heel. Yes. Ciampa was getting cheered during their match at TakeOver. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Just saying, for those, for those, I keep forgetting we have audio. For those that 
aren't watching the video, I basically just shrugged a few times during that moment of silence. So, we'll get off of Johnny One Face. It's all good. It's all good. Kumbaya, everyone's happy. All right, it's time for the match of the fortnight, and it is Ben's turn. And I know what, okay, I know well, what match he's talking about. And now what, was, now what match are you talking about that I... Because Zola, you said that you know what my match I was going to go with. Yeah, you're talking about Dynamite's main event. I changed... Uh, hold on. I changed my mind before, because I told you what it was before. And I watched that match, and I loved it, and it was a triple threat match. But I changed the since, so I changed the since then. Yeah, no. And do what? Yeah, I know. You told me you changed it. Well, no, before it was a match on Raw, then I changed the list. And I had to keep changing because there was a lot of great matches since then. So, I'm going with a double shot here. I'm going to match the fourth match. Okay. We're going to go with two matches in the format. Okay. Double whammy. Okay. Do what? A double whammy. Yeah. Because there's a match on Raw and it was a match on Dynamite. That both impressed me a lot. And I'm sure you know what the match was for Raw, which was John Morrison versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. That match was amazing. Very good. And then they do the spot at the end where Gargano's on, sitting on the, on the barrier and then Ricochet just jumps up, springboards, and they cross bodies John Morrison over the barrier. That was amazing. Never. Yep. As, never as, expected, as expected from those two. Well, you've never seen that before and you won't see it ever again. Considering uh, WWE is going back on the road at after at the end of the month, yep. and they'll be in front of crowds and everything, so it'll be hard to do a spot like that. And then getting to AEW Dynamite, which was their last show at Daly's place, Even though it is a, my my other match in Fortnite, there was one problem in that whole match. I know, I know what and you're then, talking about too. But go on. Well, I had, I had, I had, well, it was because of one move, but otherwise it was a great match, and that was Sammy Guevara versus MJF. Now, what spot do you think I'm talking about? I don't remember what the exact move was, but Sammy didn't quite get it. I, was it? A, it wasn't a DDT. It was um, ah crap. I can't remember. But I remember thinking like, ooh. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking from a wrestler. Okay, this is something you probably didn't catch, but this is something a wrestler catches. Okay. Um, at the beginning of the match, they did this little spot where they're going back and forth, yada yada, trying to see who can do whatever. Like with Kenny, like not Kenny, sorry. Like uh, what Osprey and Ricochet does, they have their little spots where they do the whole flippity flip and all that crap. They finally do their thing, jump up and post. Well, that's what uh, Sammy and MGF did. 
Well, there's time where he threw him off. MGF goes for a leapfrog, and Sammy barely yeah. gets underneath yep. him. He grazed his. Yeah, I did see that. So that was the part that I'm talking. Otherwise, if I, if I, if that one, I'm not going to nitpick on that. It was just one of those things. That match was amazing. I feel like though that Sammy should have won that match. I understand why MGF won it. I feel like Sammy should have won it though. But my thing of you know, the whole thing is is even looking at it from a fan's perspective. Yeah, even though Wardlow came out and done the thing with Jericho and uh the chairman got him with the chair. Where's the inner circle? Yeah, I thought that. I thought that was kind of weird because I was like, oh, Hager's going to come out. And... That, yeah, yeah, that's my point. Like, if they're fighting and everything, where's inner circle to come try to make it safe? I should have done a thing to where a camera, like, okay, they're beating him down and everything, or camera is in the back showing that inner circles uh, laid out by the pinnacle. Yeah. Something like that. Like, okay, here's why they didn't make the save on them to do that. They didn't, they didn't that. really go into it. I agree. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, well, where's Hager? Where's Proud? Where's uh, Satana and Ortiz? But let's talk about MJF selling that knee. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to lie, I thought he legit hurt himself for a second. Like, right when he did it. Right. I did. I thought, I was like, oh, shit. I think he, like, legit hurt himself. Well, um, well, if you want to talk about injuries, let's talk about the women for this week. Uh, yep. On, on NXT, uh, what is her name? What is her name? I don't. She she's a member of Tian Shiu, or if, I don't know. I don't know if that's the group name or if that's her name. I could be wrong. Viewers viewers out there can can correct me. I apologize. Black masked Mercedes Martinez, right in the temple, right in the temple side of the face, knocked her out. Yep, legit. I mean. That's a scary move. Yeah, yeah, it really is, which is why you need an unbelievable amount of control to pull that off safely. Well, Alistair Black can pull it off perfectly. And not right. knock somebody Alistair out. Black has decades worth of kickboxing experience. Right, but even then, it's one of those things like, even Vince could look at this like, okay, I don't know if I like this move being used now because that could actually kill somebody. Well, right, because like even like let's say Alistair Black used it, and then the person he's doing it on, if they move their if they move their head an inch closer, an inch or two closer to where his foot's going to be, that can be a legit knockout. Right. And then on and then on and then on Dynamite during the women's tag match, I didn't quite catch how she got injured, but Britt Baker's tag partner somehow hurt her leg. Or hurt her knee. Yeah, that match was. That there match were a couple. Was 
there were a couple moments in that match where I was just kind of like, there's two people in here that should not be in the ring. That's Vicky. Yeah. And Brett's tag partner. Yep. Rebel. And but, oh, but how how did she get hurt? Specifically, um, I know she took a pretty nasty fall, but I don't know if that was the injury per se. Well, like, because like the way she was hurt, I don't know how she got hurt, but she had it to where her legs were locked together, mm-hmm. and she was just crawling and crawling and crawling to the ramp to where she get out of the way of their spots. Right. And I'm like, something doesn't add up. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I think that match got ended faster than it was supposed to as well. I I think so, because I, I think the finish was screwy. I'm like, something's not adding up to this finish. I don't understand. Well, that's the good thing about having a finisher like the lock job, because you can definitely call that, and even somebody that's not experienced, all they have to do is lay there and let you, you know, Stick your fingers in their mouth. The ring of Saturn. Saturn. (laughs) The uh, the mandible claw with a crossface edition. No, no. no. I mean the ring. Well, no ring of Saturn. That's what. That's technically what it is. The ring Saturn's old move. Oh yeah, it was ring of Saturn, but it crossface. But then but then you add then you add the mandible claw. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's not technically a crossface. Yeah, I think crossface. I think you're getting it right. Not that yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yes lock or the no right. lock. Those were so yeah. If you haven't watched MJF versus Sammy Guevara, watch it. It was MJF surprised me because I, I never thought he wasn't athletic, but he was doing some things that I didn't even know he could do. Right. He's got some pretty impressive kip ups. For a guy mm-hmm. who doesn't do it in the ring a lot, you you just kind of figure he can't do it as well. But no, he can do it. Kudos to him. That's why he's going to have a really long career because he can pull that stuff out when he needs it. He doesn't do it in every match. In fact, he rarely does it in any match, even on paper. Right, but, right. He doesn't have to do it, but he can if he needs to. Right. That's why he did it with Sammy. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's pretty solidifies like. Sammy and MJF are going to be with that company for a long time, and I think they're going to have a rivalry that spans, hopefully, decades. Right. And I think you saw the beginnings of that. Jungle Boy, too. Jungle Boy's going to be there for a while, and I think those three, among others, are going to, because Darby Allen's going to be in this group, too. They're going to be guys that, 10 years down the road, they're going to be the pillars of that company. Hey, kudos to Jungle Boy. Kudos to Jungle Boy, yeah. 50, 50 wins. Yep. 50 wins. The first one to do it. First one in AEW to get 50 wins. Congratulations, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as JR would say. Oh, speaking of JR, can people no, stop no, shitting? No. no, 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 no. Can people stop shitting on JR, please? Okay. Like, okay. it was an under. How many years did he do live commentary for WWE? Yes. 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 Like, it obviously didn't bother AEW or Tony Khan that much. I know. Like, just get over it. It's it's an accident. Accidents happen. The man's the man's only human, and the man's I'm not. Everybody knows the man's up there. 
and, well, and like even excluding all that, again, how many times did he say WWE in his career? And then, somebody, was, somebody was legitimately on Facebook in an AEW fan group that was like, fire Jim Ross. It's like, fuck you. Fire him for what? Because he said WWE Dynamite? Because he said WWE Dynamite. Oh, my God. Oh, get, get over yourself. At, be- at best, it's a chuckling moment. Be like, he eh, said WWE. And then you move on. It's like, <sighs> were you legitimately confused and thought you were watching WWE when he said that? Like, oh, I haven't been watching AEW for two hours? You moron. Get over yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. Precisely. It's not like the king never messed up somebody's name before. Right. And this goes and this goes back to my what I was gonna say earlier about the releases before, because uh I know we have the goal. Um I have I seen a thing from Mark Henry. Because they keep saying about these releases being budget cuts. And I, I agree with this man because he's like, it's not budget cuts. Because he even said that they've made when he was still there, they made money. They, they made had money. some of their best. They had some of their best. I think they had one of their best years ever. He think he think he agrees, just like a lot of all wrestling do, that they're going to sell. I'm telling you what: if WWE sells, they might go out of business. <laughs> the only- uh, they uh, they sell, yeah, because NBC's not going to know how to run it right. And, and as, mu- as much as grief as I give Vince McMahon, the company would not have been, it wouldn't have gotten to where it was without Vince McMahon. Right. And without him, maybe, maybe if they keep Triple H on. WWE, if WWE sells and goes to a TV, company, TV station, then Vince will see he is who his career, who his company, who his competition was. That almost ran him out of business back in the nineties. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be interesting if Vince McMahon sold WWE and then started an indie promotion? <laughs> I think Vince is. I think Vince is looking at it as he's not. He doesn't have too much time left on his plate. Yeah. And he feels like. I, this is me personally. He feels like a, another company could take, it could do better with it than than Triple H and uh, Stephanie. I think it's just money. Because I mean, if I mean, like, let's let's be real. If if a company like NBC is offering to buy WWE, I mean, what did Fox Fox paid twenty million? I can't remember to just have SmackDown on their channel. So I can only imagine how much the entire company, maybe they're selling to Fox. I doubt it because they're on Peacock. So I think NBC might be cozying up to them, but. But yeah. how can they, they can't sell to Fox. They sell to Fox and they're selling to Disney. And? Because Disney owns Fox. I know, but what's right. your point? That's my point is it's either if they, if they, because I, I was the other place I heard was going to buy them too was Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
one of them is going to buy it. Yeah. He's going to buy it if it goes for sale. But my thing is, though, is that if Disney buys it, then that proves to me right there. If Disney buys and buy a wrestling company, like they bought Fox and bought everything else, Disney's going to own the world. That's not the Disney already owns the world. We just don't know it yet. That's a, that's what we're going to talk about Wednesday on the Nerdcast. Oh, okay. that's right. Yes. Plug that. So Ben is going to join us again this week on the Average Intelligence Podcast, and I, I guess we're going to talk about Disney. Well, it's, a nerd, it's a nerd thing. So. Cool. Kick ass. Um, yeah. Vince, Vince McMahon's going to start in any promotion. He's going to call up Jeff Jarrett and be like, Jeff, Vince. Got an idea for you. We're going to call it GSW. Good shit wrestling. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? We're going to get Doink. We're going to get Doink back. Brooklyn Brawler. Very Brawler. Going to get Brawler in here. Gilbert, Gilbert going to be the world champion. champion. <laughs> It'll be such good shit. And we'll get a shit ton of models and do a bra and panties match to open up the show. It's gonna be awesome. That's, be a the terrible, that's a terrible Vince McMahon impression, by the way. I'm well aware. You don't get Jeff Jarrett to open up a company. He he tried to do it twice. He's done it twice, and he's done. He don't want to open up no more. I don't blame him to, for being done. I don't know. TNA had a pretty good run. They still, well, I mean, they still have a good run. They're on life support, my friend. Now they they could still live. They could still live, but right now they're well, and it's not as bad as it was even a few years ago. Because there was a minute there, I was like, "Oh, Impact's closing." They're still in business over GFW. Yeah, but GFW is GFW. It doesn't matter. They're still in business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah. Jeff Jarrett's done opening up wrestling companies. <laughs> oh, All righty. Well, that seems like a decent stopping point, unless there's something you want to add. Um. No, not, nothing that I have. All righty. I'm going to shamelessly plug our shit, and then we'll get out of here. Remember, everybody, right. official merchandise is now available in the link below in the description. Also in the description is a link to our anchor.fm landing page where you can see all of our audio streaming options and directly support the channel. Again, you don't have to, but everything appreciated. Anything that we get will go right into the show, get better equipment, better everything. Um, what else? What else? Oh, also, there is a link to a video that I made that shows you how you can support us through the Brave browser. Not going to go too much into that. If you're interested, you can watch the video. Remember our contest, too. You want to win your free t-shirt, free hoodie. Bonus points if you wear it to a live wrestling event. I don't know what those bonus points will be, but we'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah, get us those subscribers. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. I was, was, was going to say something, but I was going to say something, but I forgot what I was going to say, actually. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> also, don't forget to check out XCW on YouTube. There is a link there also in the description. Yep. Yep. All righty, everybody. We will see you in two weeks.